This is Box Elder School District Super Scoop, a podcast about the happenings in Box Elder School District. Today, we are with Superintendent Steve Carlson. Hi, we're uh, here today with the podcast. Uh, David Blake and I, Superintendent uh, Steve Carlson, are here with Amy Ayat, and she is a teacher here in McKinley Elementary. And we're here today to talk to Amy about, you know, teaching and and the fact that she was Box Elder School District's nomination this year for Teacher of the Year for the Utah Teacher of the Year. And I believe the banquet was just a week or two ago. And so, Amy, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, where maybe you went to school, grew up and graduated from, just some of those personal things you wouldn't mind. I am originally from Price, Utah, and I love it. It's Uh such a small town and I went to Carbon High School my dad was a teacher there and he was a chemistry teacher and I was so proud that my dad was there and I went to this school and when I graduated, I went to the College of Eastern Utah, lived with my parents for a couple of years as I was kind of getting used to just being an adult growing up. And then I moved away and I went to Southern Utah University where I graduated with my bachelor in elementary education with an early childhood minor. That's really cool. I, I... I, it, I'm stunned a little bit because I spent six years in Price as the superintendent there in Carbon School District. So what was, what was your dad's name? His name was Roger Swayze. Oh, I don't, I knew Roger. He taught at the, ended up teaching at the alternative school and I was actually there when he did. So that's, I know Roger that it's bizarre. Nice. We're just learning this right now. So that's really, that's really, really cool. So really, he's a great guy. I would love to get to know him. So, so Amy, tell us what, what grade, what grade are you teaching now here at McKinley and, and how long have you been with Box Elder School District. Tell us some things like that. I am currently teaching first grade at McKinley Elementary. I've taught for 18 years. I've taught fourth grade, preschool, kindergarten, and first grade. And I used to think that kindergarten was my baby. And I've kind of been moved from kindergarten to first grade a few times. And each time I was kind of devastated, like, oh, I love (laughs) kindergarten. It's my pride and joy. But this last time when I came to first grade, I absolutely fell in love with it way more than I ever thought I was going to. And last year, there were so many chances that I could have moved back to kindergarten where there's all these all day kindergarten positions. But I'm so passionate about first grade. Like it might be my true baby now. I really, really love it. You know, know, go ahead, David. I've noticed that uh, there's certain core standards that I like. I taught seventh grade math for a lot of years. And um, then I was a math coach. And so I learned a lot of the standards and some of the grade standards I liked more than other grades, right? Some were very foundational and not as fun to me, but what are some of the things that you love about first grade? Like, is it some of the standards that you get to teach or is it the age group? What are some of those things that you love about first grade? I think it's the age group, like the kids can do more and they're just absolutely adorable. But then I'm super passionate about teaching kids to read like kindergarten. It was all about letters and sounds and trying to get them to read. But like first grade is when the reading magic really happens. And then just the excitement with like adding and subtracting and story problems. Like I'm super passionate about it. It's just exciting. And that's what I loved about seventh grade is they learned all of these basic math skills and I got to put it together and they got to really solve the problems. That's what you're talking about. Like in kindergarten, they learn the letters, they learn the sounds, and now we get to put them together and read stories. We're reading paragraphs, we're reading stories. And then also with math in kindergarten, they learn how to count and you see them. Oh, I love counting. 
and now we got to put them together yeah. and you can apply those things. So, no, that's awesome. I, yeah. First grade is one of my favorite math content areas because of that. Like they get to add, they get to subtract and they start to understand, Oh, the stuff I learned is for this. And so, yeah, I love that too. So, well, Amy, uh, congratulations once again on being our nomination uh, nominee for the teacher of the year. Tell us a little bit about what the process was. What about the banquet? Tell us a little bit about how that all went. So I spent like the first part of June applying for this yeah. and they asked you some questions. And as you're reading through and looking at everything, you're like, wow, really qualified to do all this type of stuff, you know, yeah. but with some coaxing from my husband and my family, yeah. they're like, you totally can do this, yeah. you know? And as you kind of look at each question and you kind of break it down and you really think about it, you realize that, you know, we're all teachers and they're just looking for just teachers and what teachers can do. And um, once you apply, then you kind of wait for a long time to hear if you're one of the finalists. Mm -hmm. And I felt really good about the process. I'm like, I think I'm going to make the top five. I feel so good. <laughs> and then you get the email saying that you didn't. And you're uh -huh. like, it's okay. I tried <laughs> yeah, my sure. absolute yeah. hardest. I feel really good yeah. about everything. And then you go to the banquet and everyone just embraces you and just makes you feel like royalty. And I was able to meet the Utah teacher of the year from last year who happened to be my brother's roommate. Wow. So we were able to get a picture and uh -huh. send it to my brother. Yeah. And it was just amazing. And then Sydney Dixon's right there and uh -huh. she's talking to you and she's like, yeah, I usually come out and I watch all of the, um, teachers of the years for the districts. Mm -hmm. I watch them teach and yeah. you kind of smile wow. and you're like, wow, you know, and it was, it was pretty cool though. That's really I'm cool. like Mark Taylor, my old principal yeah. was there to support me. He showed me some pictures that he'd been part of or taken. So which meant the world to yeah, me. Yeah. That's really cool. Well, tell us, you know, I can tell, I can, as, as we sit here, it's obvious and I'm sure the people hear that, uh, the enthusiasm and the joy you have from what you're doing. And, it's interesting as you guys talked about grade levels and you did, my daughter is, has, what is she 43 or so? She just barely got her teaching degree. She started 20 years ago and I told her to get it, but she had to have that first grandchild who, who uh, now she's finally 20 years later getting it, but she, she wants to be a kindergarten teacher. And right now she's teaching fourth and I can't wait till I get it. I stand absolutely amazed that you folks like love kindergarten and first grade because to me, it would be so hard. I was a secondary teacher, so hard, but you know, you're getting these kids that to some degree, you have kids that know pretty much nothing. And some kids that can probably read in kindergarten and first grade. How do you deal with that? And how do you make connections? You know, we, I, you know, we talk a lot about connections here at Box Elder School District. What's your favorite way to make connections? How do you connect with kids to help them feel wanted and to want to do well for you? I don't know. I think the connection just kind of naturally happens. Like the past couple of years, I've never had so many kids so excited to see me and giving me hugs. And there's my teacher. There's my teacher, you know. And when that type of stuff happens, you feel like you can really break down the walls and the barriers and just help the kids realize that they really can do anything. They can accomplish anything. I always try to use the word yet, you know, maybe we can't do it yet, but we great, will. Yeah. let's keep working hard. We can all do great things. And I try really hard to kind of pair my students with students that can like help them. Mm -hmm. So during like our small group rotations that we do, I have some 
higher students with some struggling students. And I'm like, you know, don't move on until this student is right there with you. You've worked together, you help each other. And it's been amazing to see them working so well together and building each other up. It's just exciting. Well, I, you know, thank you. I, you know, I just, when I, when I come into the elementaries and I see this great work and the enthusiasm and just, just thank you for what you do. This is, you know, and many of us think of our jobs as, as callings as much as professions. And I, I just, I get great joy. And then to just to speak with you and, feel your enthusiasm. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's just really a joy. What, tell us what are some maybe of your most favorite things about being a teacher and, and, and teaching young kids? I love just like seeing like when the light bulb comes on and seeing that students are getting stuff, that they're understanding stuff, that they're excited about what we're doing. We um, use a program called um, Secret Stories and we have these posters all over our walls in our classroom and I use it in conjunction with our super kids program that our district yeah. uses. And the kids are so excited when they find like a secret in a word and mm-hmm. they're just excited, you know? And then when I see that, I give them like dojo points, which I call like a smart point. And I'll talk to the class. I'm like, do you think we should give them a, a smart point? They saw something that Mrs. I didn't even see in this thing that we were looking at or whatever, you know, and they, they cheer each other on and they, they just love it. They love to shine and they love to show me what they can do and how smart they are in this class. Well, I, I wish, you know, obviously this is a podcast, so it's audio, but I wish you, people could see your classroom. It, it's just really, it's just really cool in here. I mean, there's just so many neat things that are going on. It's so organized, but there's just neat things everywhere. And that's, that's got to be, uh, you've got to have put a lot of time into this. Yes, I definitely spent a lot of my summer planning how I wanted my classroom to be. And I made a lot of changes this year and things have never went so well. And I think it's because of the changes that I made, you know, as a teacher. Well, it's experience. You know, if here's here's what I found. Experience is absolutely the most valuable thing you can have as long as you keep the enthusiasm and the positivity with it. Sometimes experience turns into a little bit of doldrums or whatever. But obviously this place is is happening. So tell us uh, what you're, what you're looking forward to most this year. I, I've said that I feel like this has been the most normal year we've had in about four. And uh, do you feel that is, are things back maybe a little bit more if normal is ever to be again? Do you feel that way? Yes, I definitely feel like things are normal. Last year was very, very challenging. I had some really Um, tough behaviors in my class. And so it was a juggling act to like meet all the behavioral needs and all the academic needs. And this year, I don't have all the extreme that I had last year. And so I can really just focus on meeting individual needs, just teaching. It's just like normal this year. And it's amazing to just be normal. Well, that, that, that is, that is so true. And I, I said it to somebody just the other day, this year seems, you know, I I wondered after the pandemic and some of the things if we were ever going to be normal again, but I, it, it does seem that way. So I, uh, David, have you had any other thoughts? Is anything you'd like to ask Amy as we go along here? Yeah. Uh, Steve had talked about experience and, uh, how we can, uh, how it's very valuable. And sometimes we get in a rut and we think, Oh, like I've done this for five years. I've done this for 10 years, whatever. You talked about changing some things this year. What are some things that you changed this year and why did you decide to change those? 
Well, one of the things that I changed is I wanted to give the students chances to like work in like like centers or kind of more like small group. And I kind of have like 12 different small groups going on in my classroom where just two students are doing this and then two students are doing this. And that gives me a chance to pull more kids and meet their individual needs. And so it was really hard as I was setting up my classroom because I love having students sit on the rug and use clipboards. So they're just right there close by. But then I wanted to have students at like desks and tables as well. But then I was also trying to um, create all these like little individual learning spaces for centers. And I'm like, my classroom isn't big enough for the three really big things I want. And so it's like I would rearrange and I'm like, no, this isn't going to work. And then I would change again. And it's the first year that I've done all three things. And it's just it's just working so great. Like, I love it. You know, uh, David and I did a podcast with a teacher at Young Intermediate, Valerie Yates. And it was very similar. Mm-hmm. And she's teaching se- science, science in seventh grade. And she would have these stations. And she said some of the same things. She could get around and work with kids individually as they were working on that specific topic or, or whatever it is. And so, you know, this is in individualized learning is what is what it is. And, and, and uh, it's just really awesome to see it work. I mean, I am old enough that I was straight row Joe, you know, we were in straight rows and we all had to keep our feet inside of the, you know, and and kids just aren't made that way. So I really appreciate it when teachers find a way to reach kids and, you know, get them paired up, get them in small groups. Uh, In today's world, one of the soft skills that kids have to have is to be able to collaborate with, with others. And, and that's why it's so awesome when you, put them in groups to do this. So Amy, any other thoughts that you'd like to share with us as, as we get close to the end of this podcast or anything we didn't ask you that you can think would, would be awesome to share. I guess the only thing I can really think of is just for teachers, maybe who are um, new into the profession or maybe teachers who might be struggling with something this year. Just don't beat yourself up. Um, Just know that you're royalty to your students and you mean everything to them. And um, our value doesn't change on days when we just feel like, you know, we might be struggling with something like we're valuable. And sometimes it just takes a few years to just feel really good about yourself as a teacher and about, you know, just being in the profession. But don't give up. I'm far from perfect. I've taught for 18 years and I've definitely been on the roller coaster with the ups and downs. So it's normal. Well, that's that's great advice, because I think. I think it's about one in every three or four teachers that start the profession that leave us. I think it's in that range. And, and it's, it can be quite challenging, you know, with some of the behaviors you mentioned and uh, some of the things that, you know, are going on. I love the fact that you mentioned that you are royalty to some of the kids eyes and many, many times too often our kids come to school and this is the most positive thing in their that six, six and a half, seven hours they stay at school are the most positive of their 24 hours and, and they, they need us to help them make it to that next level. So thank you for being one of those positive, uh, you know, people who really help kids be successful. Really. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so grateful to be able to work with such an amazing first grade team. Kim Detweiler, Vicki Litchford, and Jenny Marble are some of the sweetest ladies I have ever worked with in my entire career. 
They have had my back in so many ways, and they definitely have helped me to become the teacher that I am today. My husband, Doug Iatt, has been awesome with helping with things at home and with our boys so that I can really focus on my students when I need extra time. He is wonderful at providing whatever I need for our classroom. He never questions or asks why. And he is awesome at helping me with school projects. He cuts things out. He rips pages out of workbooks. He does whatever I need. And he never even really complains. And he mostly just volunteers and says, what can I help you to do to make your life better? Last but not least, I would love to publicly thank my amazing team and my immediate family for everything that they have done to support me as a teacher. I can honestly say that I would not be the teacher that I am today without my team and my family.